1: And wherever you are, go ahead and share tonight's episode with someone, with a friend. And if you're driving in your car, let someone know where they can hear TMG. TMG yeah.
2: It's It's time time to to get get on board. TMG TMG is taking
1: off. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton, Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton, see Hey, guys, real quick, do me a favor. You know how we like to do this, guys. Visit and share and like our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with a capital T. And as always, guys, I want to begin every episode and give a huge shout-out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Man, I am so excited that you are joining me today, that you took out the time of your day to join me here at TMG. Thank you so much. And wherever you are in the world listening to the show, whether this is your very first time listening to the show or Maybe you've been listening to the show for the four years that we've been streaming. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that you're here. And whether you're listening in Taiwan or in Hong Kong or maybe you're listening in Panama or Bangladesh or UK or Canada, wherever you turned on and you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Guys, tonight's episode is going to be... A great one, it's going to be a fantastic one. I can hardly wait. And I'm part of the show. Can you believe that? Man, this is going to be good. It's going to be spectacular. Come on in, everybody. That's right. Come on in. Thank you for tuning in to the show, guys. Um, I'm gonna get it out of here. Look, look behind me. Yeah, you see that it's Black History Month, guys. Uh, through this entire month. We have been celebrating Black History Month, and it's all because we want to highlight the accomplishments that individuals of color have made to the entire world. And I've said this before, that regardless of where you may be in life, regardless of what you may feel or people may have made you feel like you're undervalued and maybe like you're overlooked, You better understand that you have been created to change the world. You have been created to leave your mark. Don't leave this earth until they know your name. Yeah, I'm going to leave it right there. If you're going to leave this earth, they better remember your name. That's how you do that. Guys, everybody knows that this show is all about finding ways of, to be inspired and motivated in uh, our everyday life. So if you have an inspiring story that you would like to share and maybe come on the show, guys, drop us an email. That's T-E-L-L, me something, 21 at gmail.com. And say, well, Travis, man, I know someone that has an inspiring story that would like to come on the show, but I do not want to come on the show because I'm a little camera shot. That's okay. You can still email us their information at T-E-L-L, me something, 21, at gmail.com. And you can even remain anonymous if you'd like. So there you go. Guys, you know that we have a few affiliate sponsors here in the show. That's right. We have some affiliate sponsors, guys, a part of TMG. I'm going to play that information. Once I play the information, guys, we're going to come right back. We're going to dive into the show. Don't you go anywhere. This is about to get real, real good. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something good and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. Amazon. Amazon is the world's largest online retail store. Please use the special link BIT.ly forward slash tell me something AMZN for Amazon. With Amazon, you could spend less and smile more. Please visit one of our online sponsors today. There it is, guys. Please Visit one of our online sponsors. You can use the special links that are now in the chat. Or if you're not watching this, you can follow the information that was given out in the videos. Guys, today's episode, if you did not catch it, today's topic, guys, is the beautiful road. Yeah, the beautiful road. And I know that's got you scratching your head right now. I get it. That's a bit of a head scratcher. Where we're going to go with that? We're going to get started with that, guys, because you're wondering what makes a road beautiful. I get it. But every journey begins somewhere, whether you're going to the corner store or whether you're going to a house of a relative or a friend or a loved one. But every journey begins somewhere. Uh, when you meet people, you're meeting them at a point in their journey. It might be the beginning. It might be the middle. But wherever you are, you're meeting someone in a journey. So every journey begins somewhere. And not all journeys start or begin the same. And as much as we would like each of our journeys to begin smoothly, the truth is they do not all begin on nicely paved roads. With well brightly colored yellow lines running down the middle, depicting well-defined boundaries. Sometimes in life, these boundaries are crossed because either the road is worn too worn to see them, or were never painted there in the begin to begin with. Guys, uh, our special guest today will share. How, through her faith, she continued to find ways to make her road beautiful. Now she is a, a listen. She's a first-time author uh, and a proud mother and an advocate for self-healing. Guys, do me a favor. I want you to be huge. Tmg, welcome to Courtney Cox. Courtney, what's up, girl? How you doing?
2: Hello, I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Woo,
1: woo. Courtney, yeah. we woo, woo. are so glad that you decided <laughs> to be here today, girl. What's
2: been going on?
1: Oh, life.
2: <laughs> I am honored. I am blessed to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, just just happy to be here i mean the like you said the the road to beauty is um here what we're going to be talking about today and um just the bumps and sometimes the the dips that we go through on the road but we have to know that it leads to a beautiful place um and so i'm glad to be here and and talking about this with you today
1: courtney listen i'm i'm excited uh i've been watching what you've been doing seeing the things you've been doing And uh, man, this is going to be a great, great episode, guys. Uh, The the beautiful role, guys. It's I know. uh, I wanna I wanna put up a picture later on, guys. I'm gonna put up a picture later on, and I'm going to put up a a video, guys. I want you to see. Uh, So we could talk about, kind of illustrate what we're talking about. Now, Courtney. Now you and I, you know, we've talked, we talked before, and we talked before the show, and, uh, and and prior to the show, we had a lot of great conversation. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? And uh, let's see, uh, just, just, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I know some things about recording, but they don't.
3: Yeah. So
1: <laughs> fill in the yeah. blanks if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, Pastor Travis, as I call him, did an amazing job at, you know, introducing me and bringing me on. But I would say like a lot of you um, and a lot of us, I wear many hats and um, you know, I am a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend, an entrepreneur. I also work in corporate America, so um, I do a lot, uh, but most recently, God has called me out and said, hey, I need you to actually, you know, step up and to walk alongside my people and on this beautiful road and the and the road to beauty. So I am, like Travis said, a first time author. I recently released my book, um, Stops Road, The Road to Beauty, where I go go through uh, my healing journey and I go through my healing journey with whoever read this book. <laughs> You're going through the healing journey with me. So it's really one of those things where it's completely has me. um And this may sound kind of weird to people who have never heard it before, but it has me in the sense where I feel completely naked. And it's because I'm releasing and telling some things that I've held in. And I said, God, I will never tell these things. But, but you told them. I told him and it it gave me a lot of freedom and and it God, you know, directed me to do it. So outside of being um, you know, an author and doing that, I'm doing really on God's will. I'm really his vessel his vessel and instrument in this earth. So sometimes he has me praying, other times he have me out <laughs> and, and holding hands and and helping others. So whatever mission he has me on, that's what I'm doing. Um so my number one desire is to be obedient so that the role right. at the end right. of this role here on earth that I see my father and King.
1: Jesus. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> Guys. And she does. uh She calls me pastor Travis. I said, look, Courtney, I am not a pastor. She says, yeah, I, I, I am not a pastor. You're yeah. not, what you're not going to do. <laughs> that's what you're not going to do. <laughs> no, ma'am. What you're not going to do is that. But, uh, but, uh, but this, this, your story is, is so amazing. And we were talking about uh, the beautiful road and, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to get guys. I got to show something a little bit later, but uh, all roads aren't beautiful though. Court, you know, yeah. all, all, all roads aren't, and we know that we live in Alabama. We, yeah. <laughs> we know for sure. All roads aren't beautiful. No matter where you travel uh, in America, like, you're in Texas though, right?
2: Yeah, I'm in Texas
1: yeah. now. All, all roads aren't beautiful. Uh th- there are some that are nicely paved and some that aren't so nicely paved. Right. Um, some you say, gosh, I wish I hate going on that road because of this. So I hate going on that road because of that. Uh in the beginning, though, in the opening, I mentioned how unique, uh, how unique each of our journeys through life is. Uh, you have your own, you have your yeah. own unique journey through life. Uh, share with us, if you will, some of those things you just was t- you were talking about your, the beautiful road. Uh, how some had those dips and potholes. Share with some of us those things that you saw early on um, in your kind of in your journey that made your journey uh, more difficult for you to walk.
2: Yeah, I will say, just really starting now as a young a young girl, I really had to grow up and do what seemed like at the time adult things. And I just wanted to be a child. I just wanted to go outside, play. I wanted to ride my bike, have fun, um, hang out with my favorite cousin. Like that was the life that I wanted, but I didn't always get to live that particular life. I had to grow up really early and mature um, at a rapid pace. And so for me, just starting out and being a little girl and having to grow up pretty fast, it Mm kind of, put me at a place where I felt like I had to be an adult and I was wow. performing as if I had to be an adult. So I wasn't doing a lot of things that as a kid you naturally would do. Right, and so right. um, I was, and I talk about this in my book and I identify Stout's Road is where I identified was started really my road to beauty because I went to the darkest place in my life at that particular time at that on that particular uh, road. And I overcame it with an encounter that I had with Jesus and so I just um just really just thinking about, you know, the road. We always wanna take a detour, you right. know. Sometimes yeah, we course. think about yeah, those those bumpy roads. We wanna go around <laughs> the dips and the bumps, but that's what really makes life what it is that re- what is what teaches us the things that we need to know. And it also helps us when we have those people that are on that journey where we can say, okay, come on, let's, let's lock arms. I've been through this and let's lock arms and let me help you get to where you need to be into your destination. So just really, um, you know, just having those things that cause you sometimes to grow up a little faster than you would like to, but also being able to reach back and help others along
1: their journey as well. Uh, So I heard you say, that you you you're a little you felt a little naked a little vulnerable yeah in, in, in doing this in your book because you were exposing some things or putting some things out there let's say exposed but you were putting some things out there that you said I would never yeah. tell anybody what happened or I never tell that I would never say that and were was was how did some of those things begin to impact you or or kind of you know kind of shape the way you thought
2: Yeah. So one, I will say, first and foremost, um, take never out your vocabulary. (laughs) Because (laughs) one thing I have learned on the road with God and on this journey, you know, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, never is one of those things. Just forget (laughs) about it, because he will tell you to do some things where you're like, no, I I said I would never do that. I'm but sometimes, that, yeah, you have to come back and be like, okay, well Lord, you told me to do it, so I'm gonna do it. But honestly, um those things had me in bondage mm. and the enemy had used those things to keep me quiet, mm-hmm. to keep me from speaking out against it and from keeping me from act, honestly healing because writing this book was a part of my healing process. Okay. Those things that God had released me from and had um delivered me from, but I was still holding myself to those things because the enemy had me in bondage.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, well, hold on. Yeah. So what you're you said you knew the, the situation had changed, but in your mind, in your mind you were still trapped in that situation yeah so yeah
2: absolutely
1: the situation doesn't exist anymore but your mind but in your yeah. mind it still exists guys let me tell you something you could be in a situation and and the situation could be on could be past, but mm-hmm. as long as we still are engaged in that situation in our minds out mm-hmm. listen let me help you guys out our minds cannot tell the difference between if we are still physically in it or just mentally in it, because our minds will respond the same way. We'll still feel the Mm -hmm. same tension, the same stress, the same nervousness, the same anxiety. Your mind can't tell the difference between you being out of it physically or if you're still in it, if you still are there mentally. That's That's why it's important that we mentally get over things because the situation could be gone. But if you're still there re- revisiting it mentally, you're going to mm-hmm. still for the same things you were and you'll be 50 years old still experiencing the same fears you had yeah. when you was 10. Yeah. I'm just it's saying, funny. your mind has yeah. got to come out. When your mind comes out, Everything else, where well, if you could put your finger, if you could put your finger on a time in your life, um, and put your finger on a time in your life, uh, or if you could say it was at this point on the road that seemed the most challenging, when would that be?
2: Yeah um so i would definitely say it was when i was eight years old that was the most challenging part of my role um at that age i did not know christ as i do today of course and i was going through a lot i was at the point where i was pretty much at my wit's end i was being molested i was um i had a younger sibling that i was pretty much in Responsible for taking care of at the time because my mother was an alcoholic, and so at that time she would have these um, episodes where she would black out, and it would just be me and my brother, and I would have to make sure that we were cared for um and that, of course, we were safe and taken care of. And so it was things going on, and in my life, and I felt like I had no outlet. I didn't have anyone at the time that I felt like I can talk to, and until one day I. Um, I tried to con- confide in a teacher and I told her, you know, some of the things that were going on. But I asked her as if I was asking for a friend. And I detailed this in my book as well. And I was just playing in her hair one day and I said, hey, Miss Gooch, um, you know, I have a friend that's, you know, somebody's touching them in their private areas. And, you know, what would you say to them or how would you help them out? And, you know, she answered the question and she stayed calm and she continued to ask me questions, of course, and I so that I wouldn't shut down. And so I talked to her and I answered her questions. But later that day, when I went to get on the bus, they pulled me out of the bus line and I immediately got nervous because I'm like, OK, why is this is out of my routine and why am I being pulled out of the bus line? And when I stepped into the principal office and I saw Miss Goop sitting there, um, I, I sat down and I started talking to her, and the principal and she asked me, she said, hey, Courtney, the friend that you were telling me about earlier, was that you? And I said, yes. And I, wow. it felt good to say yes and release it, Right, but right, right afterwards, then the principal explained to me, he said, hey, well, we're going to have to tell your mother about this. Mm. And my heart sunk because I was like, no, I don't want you to tell my mother because I knew what that outcome would be. Oh, wow. I knew what would come behind that. and. She said, well, we have to make sure, you know, you're in a safe environment and that this doesn't continue to happen because, you know, we would have to get someone else involved. And I said, OK. So they called my mom and they told her. And when they told her, she just gave me this look to where if I wasn't a super emotional kid. But if I if I was, I would have just burst out crying because I knew that look. I knew what came after You you know what it meant. Yeah, I knew exactly what it meant. Um, and so when we left the school, it was exactly what I knew was coming. It was the degrading and belittling me and calling me names right. and saying, How could you, mm-hmm. one, go and expose this and really tell this to somebody else outside of our home and mm-hmm. pretty much get these people in our business? Right. And two, right. the question that's really stung was, How could you let somebody touch you in your private area and you just sit there and let it happen? Wow. And so that, for me, it really took me to a dark place. I I didn't want to speak anymore. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to trust anybody or confide in anybody at that point where I was just like, wow, as a kid. And for me, it was like nobody's coming to my rescue. Oh, man. Yeah. At that time, in my mind, I said, well, nobody's coming to my rescue. And so this for me, it my life might as well not be. That's what I placed them. That's what I said to myself. My life might as well not be because nobody's coming to my rescue. Nobody yeah. cares, yeah. you know, what's going on in my life. I've confided in my teacher and told her. And I mean, she's done what she can do, which was to right. tell my mom they could have called CPS. But at the time, it was one of those things where they said, Well, we don't want to get CPS involved because we don't want you taken from your home. Right. And it seems like you have a good family. So we want to allow, you know, your family to try to, to take care of this. Yeah. And so, It was one of those things where after that, I was just broken, honestly. And I was also, um, and I tell the backstory in my book about this, about Mm. I was also witnessing my mom being abused. So she was being physically abused by my father. And so a lot of the things that I went through, I would compare to what she was going through. physically. And I said, you know, I feel like I'm strong enough to handle this. And it's not anywhere near what she's going through.
1: at, At least it's not what she's dealing with. Right.
2: Yeah. And so for me, I was like, you know what, I, I'll, I'll deal with this. I'll, I'll try to deal with what I'm going through. But the more I saw those different things going on and the more I saw her being abused. And then mm. also I was being abused outside of the house. And she eventually turned verbally abusive towards me because of what she was going through. Correct. And so I went to a point where i just said, okay, I'm going to commit suicide. Mm. I just decided one day that I was going to do it. And I sat there as a kid, um, thinking like how can i commit suicide how can i take my own life and how old were you i was eight at the time at this time i was eight and i still remember i said i went through these different scenarios and and this is what one thing i want to point out to people never think that a child is too young to not think about taking their own life there's not an age limit yeah it's not an age limit on wanting to take your own life at any point especially if you're going through a, a Um, A situation where it just seemed that it would be better to not be alive, then it's a thought that can be in your mind. Um, And so for me, I was at the age of eight and I decided, okay, I'm going to take some pills. I felt I said it's not going to be as painful because in my house I was like, "What do I have available to me that I can use?" And I said, "I'm not about to cut myself. That's going to be too painful, (laughs) and I'm not going to do that." And I was thinking, right? I was like, it can't go that route." It's like we don't have a gun, so I can't do that. And so I thought, and I said, "Pills." I know if I take I knew at eight years old if I took enough pills that they would kill me.
1: You, You you knew that at eight years old. Yeah you so at eight years old you knew how to end your life yeah Yeah,
2: I knew at eight years old, and I knew that if I took enough, it didn't matter what type of pills they were what they were for. I I knew as a child that if I took enough of those pills, that they would take my life. And I was at at the time I was curious. I was always into something. I would be reading everything, and Uh so I got the pills actually from my grandmother's house because I didn't have them at home. But we would always go to my grandmother's house, and so I would read like the pill bottles, and it would it would say. Take two, or don't take any more than this amount in a certain amount of time frame, right. because it was dangerous. And so, in my mind, I was okay. like, I knew that if I took more than what that they pill said. bottle, said, yeah, that it would it, it would take my life. And it's so, what being a kid, right? Yeah. And so what I did was I, um, it was winter time and I still remember because I, how I hid them is I had this pink bubble coat. It was my favorite coat, um, that I would put on and we went, I put it on and I took my Ziploc bag and I, I took my Ziploc bag from home and I put it in my little, um, coat and I took it to my grandmother's house. And once it was clear, i took out that little bag and I took two pills from each pill bottle that she had on her dresser. And at the time she had like a dresser, a dresser full of pill bottles and, uh, excuse me, uh, of pills. And I took two out of each bottle. Some of them I couldn't open, but I didn't worry about it because it was enough. Once I got two out of the bottles that I could open, that, that, that bag was pretty much halfway full. And I knew that once I took those pills, that would be enough to end my life.
1: Wow, guys. Uh, first of all, Court, let me say this to you. Uh, I'm sorry you had to experience that in your life. Um, I'm really sorry you had to experience that. That's yeah. not anything that any child or any person uh, wants to experience in their life, especially at yeah. eight years old. You know, eight years old, you want to run, play, ride your bike, play yeah. games, you know, play kickball, jump on a swing, merry go round, or whatever kids do. But right. at eight years old, you're contemplating. And not just contemplating, but planning your own death. Yeah. And and here it is. And, and I tell people this, not be to glorify or to put anything down. You know, I tell people my mom was an alcoholic. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, about the back blow of things. And I understand exactly the feelings that come with that and in, in, in that whole situation, the, the, you know, that whole situation. And so I absolutely understand what you what you're saying by that. So I wanna I wanna take the moment to apologize to you that you had to deal with that in your life. You know that your voice was almost silenced, was silenced and taken away from you. Yeah. And uh, I grew up the same way; uh, So my voice was silenced, was taken away. And uh, I'm so sorry you had to experience that in your life at that age, um, um That a lot of your childhood was taken away, snatched from you. I'm so sorry you had that happen to you, but um, I'm glad you're here. And I'm glad you're speaking Man. now. Um, yeah. But I, I certainly understand all those things. Um, that's just a lot uh, because a lot of people, I, guys, I want to show you something. I know you guys look at Courtney and say, there's no way in the world that that yeah. beautiful young lady, that stuff happened to her. That's no way in the world she dealt with those things. Guys, let, let me show you something. Guys, when you look at this right here, this is a picture of a rose and everybody's journey is different no no two people's journey is the same and all roads and let me just say this all roads don't look alike yeah. some roads look just like this there're potholes there's no real shoulders there's dirt everywhere gravel and you could barely see the white lines that divide the lanes sometimes guys Life looks just like this. Sometimes the roads that we have to travel, the roads that life hands us, looks just like this. And we spend a lot of our time trying to dodge one pothole from the next. We spend a lot of our time trying to find the boundaries of where we begin and where someone else is in. A lot of time, life looks just like this sometimes our road is a complete contrast to what we want. And you can look yeah. at Courtney and say, man, there's no way in the world she had to do that because you look at this part of her journey and you never guess her road started like this. Yeah. you never guess her road. And a lot of us, a lot of people that's listening right now, I know, you don't look like the road you came off of. Right. You don't look like the road you just took that exit off of. And you wonder, why did my road have to be so rough? Why did my road have to look just like this?
3: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket?
1: Why couldn't I have a smooth road? Why? could? Because everyone's journey is different.
3: Yeah.
1: And I know you would say, there's no beauty in that road. Travis, there's no beauty in that road. It's not the road that's beautiful. It's the journey that makes it beautiful. Because everything will work for your good if you let it work for your good. How would you say that this road impacted your decisions and your choices
2: yeah yeah so i would share with you guys and one of the things like not to end off on i decided to commit suicide because i clearly here today so something (laughs) happened on that road so you you failed somewhere well i failed and thank god i did (laughs) because i cannot imagine the things that i would have relinquished if I would have committed suicide. So one of the things I would say from that role is that that's where I encountered Jesus for the first time in my life. And it changed my life because I, I I got those pills and I went into my bedroom closet when I got home that evening and I was about to take the pills. I sat down, little Indian style, the closet was so tiny, I could only sit towards the wall um, in Indian style. And I took those pills out. And the last thing I, I said, before I got ready to place those pills in my mouth was, God, take me. God, please take me. And as I got ready to take those pills and the, the same way it usually happens to me the day when I'm in the presence of God, I had these this overwhelming chills that came over my body and it just felt really cold. And then this warmth came in and I felt the love. And I tell you guys, I felt the love. And the innocence of a child is that we don't, Think how we usually think now in our natural minds when we're having a supernatural experience, we'll actually think ourselves out of it. But as a child, you're so innocent and you really don't know what's going on, and you're just really going through life. Um, And so I couldn't even at that time think myself out of the experience that I was having. And thank God I didn't, because at the time I was having an encounter with Jesus. And when that feeling came over me, and when I heard the words, This is not the way. I didn't initially, I didn't get scared or anything. I just broke down in tears and I cried and I cried and I felt this release and a relief. Um, that came from being able to have that encounter with him. And I just felt this warm embrace like I was getting, like, you know, guys know how we, we were like, give me a, a bear hug. That's what, I, what it felt like. It's just <laughs> this warm embrace. Right, right, and right. Me. And for the first time, I felt that sense of protection, that warmth and that love that I had been looking for as a child. I would say all of my life, but I was just a child. But, you know, during that time, I felt what I was, had been been really desiring and needed in my life. I, I got that in that encounter that I had with him and, and to know that he truly loved me and cared enough to come and say, hey, no, this is not the way. No, there's so much more I have for your life. Your life will be beautiful. There are things that you're going through now that is at the, once you get to the end of this journey, you're gonna look back and you're gonna say, Oh, well, thank God I went through those things. Not that, why did I have to go through those things? No, thank you, Lord, that I had to go through those things. And when I had that encounter, and that's why I say Stout's role is my road to beauty, is because that's where I encountered Jesus. But that's also when he came into my life. Because before that, I didn't know him. I I didn't know, you know, I, I had heard of God. And that's why when I sat down in that closet, I said, God, take me. I had heard of God, but I didn't know. You right. know, what it truly was to walk with him and to love what it him really to, mean, what it means, Yeah, right. yeah, and to have his love. And so so having that encounter, you know, on that in in that part of my journey really helped me to say, oh, well, I may not. I may have felt like I was alone, but I wasn't and I'm never alone.
1: Wow. Yeah. So what is right here? Your faith saved you. Yeah. I right hear your faith saved you. Guys, let me tell you something.
2: A, dis- a decision to have faith because mm. a lot of times
1: we Hear will that. say
2: we have faith but you have to make a decision it's all about making the decision to say okay i trust you god or okay what i heard because i could have said i'm no. going crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah. i could have said no there's no way i heard that i could have and you know like i said the, that's why i said in our adult lives a lot of times we will talk ourselves or think ourselves, ourselves out of them. a supernatural experience because we're like there's no way this could be happening
1: say, say, say that again Corey. say it yeah. again as we, an can, adult, we do what? yeah
2: as an adult we can think and talk our way out of a supernatural experience because we'll say there's no way this could be happening
1: a, a, a lot it's possible that a lot of times Courtney we've had opportunities placed in front of us yeah and that would better us, or that would help mm-hmm. us, and we talk ourselves out of that. We yes. think ourselves out of that because there's no way in the world this this could be happening for me.
3: Right? And
1: there's no way in the world this could be happening to me. And you you said something. You said I'm going to show that road again. You said you got to a point where you understood that. It's not just this road is happening to me. I'm not just asking why I'm on this road. I'm grateful I've been on this road, and, yeah. it's, and it's and it's because we begin to realize it's not that this road what's on this road is happening to me. What's on this road is happening for me.
2: yeah.
1: Because if if let me, let me put it this way, if we didn't have those potholes on the road we wouldn't know how to dodge some of the things we had to dodge in our life okay wait a minute am i the only one that's been dodging some things if there were no potholes on the road you wouldn't know how to swerve
3: yeah. and
1: dodge some of the things that life throw at you now the reason you can swerve and dodge some of the things that you're swerving and dodging now is because there were some potholes That you had earlier. I know you don't Mm -hmm. want to admit it. You want everybody to think everything's pretty with you. But the reason I can swerve and dodge some things, Courtney, because my life, my role, look just like this. Yeah. I knew now, what I know now, I know how to dodge that thing now. Right, And I know yeah. that there are some Dodgers listening right now. Mm-hmm. I know we got some Dodgers who are listening. If you are a Dodger, do me a favor. Go ahead and put it in chats. I dodged it. I dodged it. It yeah. came your way, but I dodged it. It was supposed to mess up your suspension, but you dodged it. Mud was mm-hmm. supposed to be all over the place, but you was able to. I know. I ain't going to go there. Dodge dodge it. It dodge Come on.
3: It. You're preaching. You're you preaching right now.
1: Dodge it. You would, if it had been smooth, you would have never known you were supposed to dodge yes. when you did. I'm glad I had some potholes, Courtney, because yes. I learned how to dodge some things in life. When life got hard, when life got difficult, when life became tough. it's Listen, it, it, I listen to your story, and I see you now. It's those moments that you learned to dodge on that road, that got you here. Yeah. It was those moments that you learned to dip, and and when you couldn't quite tell where the lines were on the road, you understood where you need to be on the road. I don't yeah. know about that lane, but I know what I'm going to do over here. It right. helps you to see. It helps you be determined to see where this road's going to take you, because there's sometimes. We Can be on the road of life and we just want to quit the temptation. Let me tell you something here's the thing, man. When you're on the road of life and it looks like this, <laughs> and it looks like this, the temptation is to quit. Yeah. That's the temptation. The temptation is to quit. Your book, uh, Stout's Road of uh, the Road to Beauty. I'm gonna put that up there. It is. Uh, your book, Spouse Road, the Road to Beauty, uh, it's a journey of healing, restoration, and how an encounter with Jesus at age of eight, your faith, eight years old, saved your life. Yeah, uh, it it's literally saved your life. It's like it's kind of like a roadmap. Your book is like a roadmap through your life. You, we, we, we sat and listened. Your your book is a roadmap uh, through your life or on your journey. What was your motivation for writing
2: the book? Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. Me and God went through tug of war, (laughs) (laughs) tug of war to get this book out. I was just like, God was on me, honestly, if I'm being honest, for years, God had been telling me to write this book, and I said, no. No way! I'm not telling anybody this. Like you said earlier, a lot of times we want people to just see the beauty—the beauty that we have today—but we don't want them to know what we went through or how we got to that place. And so that's why I was at—I was like, my life is amazing. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to go back.
1: Yeah, to- <laughs> I'm doing good now. Why do you wait to ever get good that you we right. show the ugly stuff? And you yes. went, when it was ugly, you should have me it was ugly. but now this looking good. Now yeah, exactly. you want to stuff?
2: Come on, yes. Yeah, and so you know, I sat down one evening, and and me and God had been going back and forth. And you know, it's funny because I have my notebook. I have all these notebooks because I'm a writer. Like anytime God gives me something, I'm creative, and my mind is always going. And so I'm always writing I know something. The feeling. I know the yeah. Feeling. As And so I had my little notebook and I was sitting there and I said, and God was really on me about this book. And I said, okay, God, I'll make a deal with you. (laughs) Like I usually try to do and like a lot of us try to do, we try to make deals and negotiate with the top negotiator. Just stop it. Okay. (laughs) You're not going to win this one. And so I said, okay, God, in order to get you off my back about this book, I'm going to write the outline. I'm going to write where each chapter is going to be. And that is it. I'm not doing anything else. And so it was so funny because I started to write. And once I wrote the outline, I flipped the page and I wrote chapter one. And once I started writing, I could not stop writing. I could not stop at all. And my face at one point was covered in just tears. My eyes were so puffy. My hands was aching. And this is the crazy thing. I said, God, why would you do this to me? Because I didn't even pick up because I only planned on writing the outline. I didn't get my laptop or anything. I was literally writing everything by hand. And so my hands are aching and my face is covered in tears. My eyes are swollen. I got a headache because I'm just crying and all over the place. And but I could not stop writing. And once I got to the end of the book and I wrote that last sentence, I took this deep breath. And once I exhale, it was like a freedom, this type of freedom that I hadn't felt in my life. And God said, well done. You have finally been obedient to what I have been telling you to do all this time. And this is what I needed for you to it. I said it was the completion of my healing journey, but it was the completion of me closing that chapter of the things that happened in my past. Because I want to make it clear, there's some times where, where we're going to have to heal from something that happened five minutes ago. So we're always going to be healing from something. But for me, this was the healing from that, those traumatic things that as a little girl, that little Courtney went through. And that's why I dedicated this book to little Courtney, because there were things that she went through that I unintentionally silence her and I would not allow her to speak and she kept trying to speak and she kept saying hey I need to get this out I need to say this I need to get Mm -hmm. this out Mm -hmm. and I allowed her to speak and we I actually went through I went when I go through the things that I went through as a child and the abuse that I witnessed and those things that I even went through as a child as far as domestic molestation it was like I was sitting back at at that age, as that little girl, as I was writing. And so when you guys read this book, it's one of those books where it's written super simple. It's not any elaborate words, any things that you won't understand. It's because I was that little girl and many times in this book, writing those chapters. And I wanted to leave it in that that fashion because I know there's gonna be some young people that are gonna be on their journey and they feel like, whoa, I'm at the end of my road. But no, you're not. And, and I know that this book is going to land in their hands And I want them to be inspired To know that Hey, somebody went through something similar To what I'm going through Or maybe the exact same thing right. As to what they're going through And they came out on the other side
1: Wow, guys, did you did you hear that? Courtney, you Your your story is amazing <laughs> and, and good luck on that negotiation part we we'll see how that works
2: <laughs> Listen, I don't even try anymore Because I have lost too many battles <laughs> I was like, Lord, I thought I was a good negotiator because I do this in business all the time and I have really good skills in this area. But when it comes to the, the top negotiator, the master,
4: just, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we know you lost it because the book is here. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, yeah. we know you yeah. lost that negotiation too.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's here. and
2: you know, the crazy thing is, and so I said on this book, I actually wrote it June of 2023. I sat on it a little while and I said, God, okay, I know I I wrote it. I got it out. What you want me to release it now? And he said, yes, release it. And so for a little while he took me through. Okay, he helped me. And I thank God for being so graceful because he really do allow us like sometimes we are hard headed, but it's still grace in there. Because he was telling me to release it and I said, God, I'm not really, I'm not ready. I'm, I don't want people to know this. I don't want anybody to look at my mother a certain way because I absolutely oh, adored and love my mother. Man, absolutely. With, absolutely, Yeah. With everything that I went through and everything that happened in my life, of course, Um, unfortunately, you know, we lost her in 2019, oh, yeah, um, but I did not want to release it because I didn't want anybody to look at her in the light that Correct. wasn't positive. Correct. And so I said, God, I don't want to release this. I, I don't, I don't want the backlash that may come with it. And God said, do you want to be obedient to my word? Or do you want to worry or care about what others have to say Correct. more? And so I said, well, I know what disobedience has, has gotten me <laughs> and not being obedient. I said, okay, Lord, so we're going to release it. That and I know you got me, <laughs> because you've had me all this time. Like he's had me, my back, you know. Uh-huh. Through everything that I've been through, this book is just a probably one percent of the things wow. that I've been through wow. in life. And so God has had me; He's He's walked along me, alongside me in this journey. Mm-hmm. And I, He's been my one consistent. And all with all of us, He's our one consistent thing that we can look back and say, if whoever left my side, the people who I thought would never leave me left mm-hmm. my side. The consistency that has been in my life has always been God. Wow. And yeah. I know when he tells me to do something that I need to go ahead and do it. And there's somebody else, freedom, that's on the other side of that.
1: Say that. Say that. Guys, look at her book's name, Stout's mm-hmm. Road. And she said um, that's where everything changed for her. Yeah. What You, you, you may not have Stout's Road. You, your Stout's Road may be called 56th Street. It may be mm-hmm. called 8th Avenue. But yeah. wherever that tipping point of change occurred, she had to make that decision. She, Courtney, you said earlier. You said faith you, is a. You decide. You have to understand. Yeah. Faith is a decision. You have yeah. to. De- you have to decide to believe in something, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever it is. Isn't you make a decision to believe in something? If you're sitting in a chair, you have to make a decision to sit in that chair. You have to decide to have faith And her. Stouts. Her her change came at, on Stouts Road. Yours may be at your job. It may be on a treadmill. It may be while you're cooking dinner. It may be while you're driving your car right now. It may be while you're at work right now. Whatever your stout's role, what it's saying to me, Courtney, is this. We all have to come to that point where we have to look at ourselves, make that decision. I'm going to believe something different than what I'm believing about myself right now, that I can change, that this can change, that my life can change. We all have to come to that part where we have to start making excuses. Mm-hmm. And come to that point and say, I'm going to believe something differently today. And, yeah. and that's that's what I'm hearing. Everybody comes to that, everybody has a stout road. I yeah, don't care where you sure. everybody's gonna have you're gonna come to a point in your life, you're going to have a stout's road. You're gonna yeah. come to that point where you're at your wit's end, you ain't got nobody else to help you, you got nobody else to lean on, you got nothing else to do, and you're gonna say, Okay, it's just me. Yeah. You're all gonna to come to that point where you're gonna to have to make that decision. You're gonna to have to make that decision. Your journey, man. Good grief, Court. Good gosh. See, people could say, man, there's no way in the world. But your journey has taken you over some, some potholes, some yeah. potholes and unexpected bumps. And you've even had to make sure you were in your correct lane at times. I'm pretty sure people girl, get in your lane, stay in your lane.
3: Yeah. What do
1: you say. What can you say are the things that kept you going and kept you motivated
2: yeah i would say the number one thing which probably is clear is the fact that i knew that i had jesus on my side like i knew that without a shadow of a doubt like with regardless of what i was going through what i was looking at where it looks like oh if if i was sleeping in my car (laughs) i knew that Okay, God, it's something it's a reason for this. It's something that you're gonna do okay. out of this. Yeah, something. Because I know that you saved my life for a reason. Wow. And so that was that's my one thing that I hold on to, regardless of how it how it looks or how difficult things may get. I always say, okay, God, what what is it? What 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 is the either the lesson in this or who is it that I'm going to be able to bless from this? Because nothing is in vain. Yeah, nothing is in vain, like none of our experiences are in vain. And so if you keep the if you have that outlook, regardless of what you're going through, either your it's a lesson that God is trying to teach you or. There's a blessing that's going to come out of it where you're going to be able to bless somebody else.
1: Wow, wow, mm-hmm. Uh imagine Where can someone get a copy of your book? It, 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 and and also, if you could say something and kind of in closing, where could you, if you want to say something to encourage someone that is hope that you know, that's kind of hoping that their role gets beautiful like yours, what's something mm-hmm. encouraging you could say to somebody who? And, and I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you, Court. The show is going to be heard by thousands of people around the world. People, Some people right now listen to the show and say, oh, my God, that was me. I, I was Courtney. Okay. Oh, my God, that that was me. I was in that situation. What's something that you can say that can encourage someone right now who's dealing with that, who, whose voice has been taken from them, who hadn't had the courage to come forth and speak for? Mm-hmm. And, and, and where could they get a copy of your book?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you guys can um, get a copy of the book. It's on Amazon. It's right now the um, Kindle version is on Amazon. Um, we'll actually have the paper copy uh, where you'll be able to order, order it off Amazon as well. We're hoping to get it into other distribution centers, but stay tuned. Um, and you just put in Stout's Road is a unique title. <laughs> so if you put in Stout's Road um, or Stout's Road, The Road to Beauty, it should definitely come up for you. Um, and what I would say, just to encourage someone who can um, relate to my story or saying, hey, I'm in a I'm in a corner of my life where, I am near my wits end and I'm trying my best to hold on. Mm -hmm. The first thing I would say is you cannot heal what you won't reveal. Mm, Girl. If you do not speak and you continue to silence your voice, you won't be able to heal those things. You have to let it out. So I would encourage you to find, if you can't, if you don't have a therapist, find community. Community is so important. We all need community because you need someone that can be able to um, speak into your life. Somebody that can be able to help you through what you're going through. Um, And you also need if like I said, if you can get a therapist, that's perfect. I went through therapy at at different stages of my life Um, and. Also, trust in God, trust in his word and hold strong to the promises that he has given you. Sometimes we say we don't. Well, I don't have a promise for God or I haven't had an encounter with God. I, I challenge you on that. I guarantee you that you have. You just probably didn't perceive it. And there are many promises that God has promised to us. Uh-huh. When, the, when has the last time that you went and searched out the promise of God in the Bible? That's promises that we, that he has given to all of us. And so, mm-hmm. and so search, check, search it out because God, one thing he says is if you seek me, you will find me.
1: You will find me. Yeah. So and you, you, won't will find a, me. you won't need a GPS. Exactly. I'm, I'm easy yeah. to find.
2: Yes. And so go and search them out. And, uh, one thing I will offer to people, I also have a private, um, healing group. It's called, um, the Road to Beauty Healing Journey Group that is is on Facebook um, where people can request to join. It's a private group because it's one of those things where it's a safe place for individuals like yourself, where you need somebody to walk alongside you doing your healing. Or if you're on the road where you're like, I don't know if I need to go left, right. These bumps are, are back to back. I need a little help. Um, and so I do have that healing journey group. But make sure you find community. Some people that have are like minded and people that can pour yeah. into you and they can help you and that can pray because things are changed when we pray. So if you only can find one person that can pray, find you somebody and connect to them. And so don't don't try to do it alone. That's number one thing I would say. Don't try to do it alone because that's where, when we're alone and we get in that isolation and solitude, that's when we start to really allow our mind to take over and those right. intrusive thoughts to really take over. So, tug on, pull on somebody else to say, "Hey, I need a little help here. I need, I, I need you to to lock arms with me and help me on this journey." And I promise you, you will find somebody. There's somebody out there that's willing to help and to pour into
1: you. You know, you said something really important, guys. Uh, I know, I know, I know, guys. Uh, you said <clears throat> you everything we can't do alone. And we're yeah. in a society where we believe I don't need no help. I can do it by myself. I, I can, yeah. and, 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 guys, I gonna try to listen, listen to this. Courtney said, man, you know, my faith is very important to me, what I believe is very important yeah. to me. She said, but I also reached out and I got some help because I couldn't do it alone. I, yeah. I'm praying I got faith, but I couldn't do it alone. Here okay. you we, through this whole conversation through that whole talk, you, you point out how important your faith is and how important you to believe is something different is, but at the same time you said, but I still couldn't do it alone. I, mm-hmm. I had to use both of those things to get where I am. I had to use both of those to to get around these potholes because life didn't stop lifeing. Yeah. Life, life never stopped life, it's still life, yeah. and so. <laughs> Yeah. I like the fact that you said that that you said you can't do everything by yourself you yeah. can't you can't isolate yourself and say well, okay I, I i can no you cannot yeah. if if we could all do it by ourselves it would be only one person on this earth the fact yeah. that this earth has billions of people means we can't do it by ourselves pretty much means yeah. somebody wanted us God wanted us to have other people around us yeah Yeah. so guys Courtney Guys, Courtney, uh, this is your group, The Road to Beauty Healing Group, and First Book. that it? Yes. All right, awesome. Guys, visit it. Uh, I will be joining, Courtney. So there you go. Um, uh,
2: we are kicking off. Actually, our first meeting will be February the 22nd. So what? you guys can get in there. Yes, you can get in there. You can join. Uh, but it's it's open. I was initially I was taking 22 people uh, because, <laughs> you know, sometimes... <laughs>
1: She's like, I'm going to get what I can handle. Right, I'm get what I can handle. Exactly. Yes.
2: Oh, but I, I told God when I when I did this group, I said, "Well, God, whoever you send, whoever needs somebody to lock arms with them or somebody right. to walk alongside them on this road to beauty, send them." And so, if it's more than 22 people, me and God, gonna have a talk. <laughs> but
1: if he sent you more than 22, that means he's saying you can handle more than 22. Exactly.
2: Yes. And so, yeah. And so he'll script me for it. And so I'm open to it.
1: <laughs> Courtney, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. I, I mean, that uh, you were, man, uh, absolutely amazing. You made tears fall. Uh, I ain't gonna tell you, I was crying. Something was in my eye. But uh, you, you are amazing, Courtney. Thank you. Your your story is incredible. Those aren't just descriptive words I'm using. I mean, no one could look at you and say this is the road that you are. No one could look at you and say there's no way, Courtney, that your life and was like this, uh, represented this. No one could say that because there's no way. And here it is. You are a contrast to where your life started,
3: Uh,
1: a contrast to those things. So thank you so much for being part of the show. Uh, We're so glad you're here. Uh, Man, it's absolutely amazing. Guys, listen, not all roads look alike and not all journeys are meant to be the same. The one you are on may be a stark contrast to what you want it to be. Man, the temptation is to quit where you are. That's the temptation is to quit right where you are. It's to pull over on the side of the road of life and park. The only way to truly see what's ahead of you is to leave what's behind To leave what's behind you. It's the Only way. Only way. Courtney, I'm so glad you were here. Let me go ahead and get us out of here real quick. Courtney, before they say something to me, I got to get us out of here the right way guys uh it's been a real blast and i want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's show guys don't forget you can visit us uh, on, on your favorite streaming platform like apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, amazon music pandora and so many more we want to thank our very special guest courtney cox for being here today guys thank you so much guys to visit our YouTube page, that's tell me something good with a capital T. And guys, listen also when you're on Amazon, don't forget to get a copy of my book that I wrote, Always Inspire Practical Ways to Be Inspired to This Madness We Call Life. You can do that right there, guys, or you can use this QR code, scan it, and get a copy of the book, guys. We got to get out of here, but it's always imparting if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I gotta go. Peace. Ah
3: ha oh wow Ah oh